Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Dyson and I aren't together in person, but we're together in audio. Yes, and in spirit, I think, aren't we? We're on the, the same page when it comes to binge creaming, which is <laughs> something, a phrase you'll hear a lot on this podcast today. Oh, you were going to hear that phrase over and over. <laughs> Not just today, but I think that's going to become a fundamental part of the show from now on. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. All will be explained. Of course, Dyson and I will always have that emotional bond. I feel like we're parents who are divorcing. Like, oh, we're living apart, but we're still, we're still here yeah. for you both. It's a trial <laughs> separation. It's a trial separation, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But so far, it's okay. Yeah, yeah I'm we're at the being very festival. grown up about it. We're being very grown up about it, so it's fine. We say that. You're about to listen to a distilled highlights package that mainly revolves around how much ice cream people could eat. <laughs> yeah, and an amazing story from a listener uh, about his dad. Uh, uh, just an unbelievable, unbelievable tales of a larger-than-life figure. Oh, that is the highlight of the show. Enjoy. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson on a beautiful day. And not just red-hot temperature-wise, but a red-hot day of Premier League action. And here to preview it all is the red-hot man himself, Matt Dyson. Thank you. Yes, football has never been a more welcome distraction in boiling hot, drought-hit, strike-ravaged, super-expensive Britain. It's literally <laughs> going to be red-hot Premier League action. Like oh. you say, 40 during the heatwave. There may be a hosepipe ban, but they can't stop me. The old pros hype man and we will be drenching the parched earth in goals this afternoon <laughs> the air horn shall be sounded as they trickle in like droplets from a garden sprinkler you're going to be soaked in soccer by five this evening liquid what? football and one man <laughs> expected to rehydrate our gold ducks is erling Haaland, son mm. of alfie inger and now playing in a man city shirt himself for young norse god with a superpower for finding the back of the net he's always <laughs> or two on his debut and is expected to add to that tally as his side face recently promoted Bournemouth at the Etihad this afternoon. It's a tall order for the Cherries to get anything from the game, even though they are officially the tallest team in the Premier League. Ooh. Everyone in Bournemouth squad is just probably hoping and praying that Scott Parker doesn't wear that weird new blazer of his with three white stripes on the arm. It's yeah. by a top fashion designer called Thomas Brown, apparently. Cost mm. over one and a half thousand pounds. Like Rishi a... Sunak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he dresses like Sunak. <laughs> he's wearing a cardigan with the stripes on today. I've just seen a pre-match interview. A cardigan in this heat. Oh. Still, he looks at least he looks slightly better than Ralph Hasenhutl's waistcoat and white trainer combo, which is so Southgate three years ago. Ralph <laughs> Southampton side take on Leeds in one of the other three o'clock kickoffs. Wolves also play Fulham, and after Bruno spending large on a forward this week, Gonzalo Guedes expected to make his debut. Also, after they beat Man United at Old Trafford in the first game, Brighton play Newcastle and Arsenal are at home to Leicester. The Spanish David Brent, Mikel Arteta has spent big in the transfer window over the summer. In contrast to Leicester, who've done very little, having seen their inspirational keeper and captain Kasper Schmeichel go to Nice. Their only signing so far, announced yesterday, is 32-year-old Cardiff keeper Alex Smithies joining on a free. Not really a marquee signing. Maybe Brodge knows something we don't. Perhaps we will find out this afternoon on your red-hot heatwave edition of Rock and Roll Football. Yes! 
Dyson, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Is it hot where you are? It's so hot, so ridiculously hot. And uh, I have to turn the fan off every time I speak. So, um, yeah, I'll be turning it on while the songs are on. I imagine you there in a, in a vest that's just a bit too small rising up over your belly. <laughs> yeah, how do you know these things? <laughs> I can hear it in your it's voice. Got, it's got like bre- my breakfast down. It was a bit smoky. <laughs> down on, onto the vest. You know me. <laughs> Obviously, it's been very hot this week. I made a rookie error on Thursday mm. night. I found it very hard to cool down in the evening. Um, yes. Luckily, being in Edinburgh near the water, it, it, it does get a bit cooler at night than it does in London. But we booked to go to a curry with some mates. And um, yeah. instead of cancelling it because it was too hot, basically went for this curry. Oh, oh my God. You it's one of the worst nights. <laughs> the hottest thing on the menu. No. <laughs> Come on. It's, I've got to say, it was a great curry. It was a super. I had a chicken madras and it was great. But oh. I, I'm, I think I'm still sweating from it. It was such yeah. a bad idea. Yeah, because chili makes you sweat anyway. So when it's boiling hot heat wave, you're just going to sweat twice. It's one of the stupidest things. For, I mean, it would be like going to the North Pole and having a slush puppy. You'd be like, what are you... You're meant to have something warm when it's cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear, that is not good, mate. Not good. Sorry, not, but it you, was, should was, had, a, you should have had a korma or a butter chicken. Something bland like that. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because <laughs> then, then I wouldn't Never. be a real man. No, no, no. That would be like an assault on my personality. Maybe I should have just had an ice cream. Oh, I did have an ice cream. Do you know what? Oh, my word! I had two Cornettos yesterday. Did you two in one day? Yeah. I bought a box of four from the supermarket and they were just sat there oh. in the freezer. I was thinking, Cornetto Soft, oh, have you gone. tried them? Um, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, because they've made it slightly better, haven't yeah. they? It's a bit more yeah. whippy-like on the top. Yes. Yeah, I have tried them. Yeah, yeah. Very good. And the Cornetto is quite a low-calorie ice cream, it turns out, isn't it? It's not like it. It's not like very calorific. I should have had three. What was you I playing at? I'm pretty sure I've had more than that. I yes. reckon mine's yeah, four. Yeah. I yeah, think I had four I magnums have... one day. Really? Magnums mm. as well, because they're mm. big. I mean, I, because, like, in the summer, I, I often buy the kids, I go and buy a big box of, like, 20 supermarket own brand ice creams. Yeah. And they don't really count as much, because they're quite small, and they're, like, rip-off versions of real ice cream. So I often go have a couple of them in the day, then go down to the sea, and when you're at the beach, you have to have another ice cream. So I'm, like, about... I probably hit a peak of three at least once a week during the summer. So Wow! Yeah. Yeah. That's, so you're, you know, you're, you're a binge creamer. <laughs> I am. I'm seasonal. I'm a seasonal binge creamer. Yeah, I really am. I, I always have been, you know. I don't deny it. <laughs> Text on 8 12, 15 about your binge creaming. Andy says, my wife and I demolished the 20 scoop special on holiday in Corsica a few years ago. Ooh. I couldn't do that now. 20 scoops! That's like one of those man versus food style challenges. They look amazing. But yeah, that is a lot of ice cream. Uh, M in Pembrokeshire says, I ate two ice creams every single day when I was pregnant with my son. I even managed <sighs> two boxes of four strawberry split ice creams in one day in December. Wow. She had eight strawberry splits in <laughs> December. That's amazing. They are nice, though, aren't they? Oh, lovely. Is that it, is is it a, an ice yeah. lolly? Is it an ice cream? You know, it's, a, it's both, a bit of both. It's the perfect ice cream, isn't it, in many ways? It's where the centre ground of the ice cream community it is. is. It's That's the pragmatic right. can, way something forward. Something we can all agree on, yeah, exactly. Although, saying that, I, I, would, never, I would never buy a strawberry split. Really? No, yeah. why not? Oh, mate, they are really good. I mean, I buy multi-packs of different flavoured splits, <laughs> but then I'm a, I'm a cereal creamer, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big cereal creamer. It's, I, I think we've hit upon here a, a real 
national story that the other media <laughs> refuses no to give up that yeah. one to. Yeah. <laughs> no one is talking about the scourge of binge creaming, but today on Rock and Roll Football, <laughs> how this is relevant to football, I really don't know. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, well, well. If we haven't uncovered an epidemic... <laughs> of binge creaming across this island, <laughs> Dyson. I know. Well, look, I mean, look, there's a host pipe ban in place. There's droughts everywhere. This is one of the only ways we can cool down at the moment. So I don't think people should hold back. There are so many people uh, getting in touch with their tales of excess. Ryan on Twitter says he once ate 12 fabs in one sitting. He regrets nothing. Imagine the, <laughs> imagine the brain freeze you'd get from that. Come on. <laughs> I regret nothing is like war criminal language, isn't it? I had 12 fabs and I do not recognise this court. See you in the hay, Ryan. <laughs> Have they got a canteen there? <laughs> they must do. So many amazing stories coming in, though. Um, Charlie in Gravesend one? says, when my on, wife yeah. was pregnant with our first child, she'd send me out to buy two boxes of Snickers ice creams and she would inhale eight within minutes. She was perplexed as to why she put three stone on. Oh, they're so good. But they are quite tiny, aren't they? They look big. But then you open the wrapper of a Mars or a Snickers ice cream, and they are quite, quite small. And they seem to get smaller as the cost of living crisis goes on, doesn't it? Alistair, an amazing story about his late father. Uh, he says he was a legend in his own lifetime. He wants that he had a, a large meal with ice cream for pudding, and then the freezer broke down. Uh, and he, he ate three whole Arctic rolls <laughs> because, because he ate his waist. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and then he went out harvesting all night, apparently. That's a great, great way to burn off three Arctic rolls. I mean, they're massive. Wow. We are still supporting Solihull Moors. They play Southend United this afternoon, which doesn't sound right, does it? You can't believe Southend are in the same league as no, Solihull yeah. Moors, but they won. National League. Man, they won 4-1 last week uh, away at Aldershot, so we're still supporting them. And now, of course, each week, Dyson has to furnish us with facts about the team we're supporting. It's still Solihull Moors, so get ready to hear a man scrape the barrel. <laughs> hey, no, look, because it's fine. I appealed for more information on Solihull from our dear listeners on social media, and they did not let us down. John Hopkins, for instance, came straight in with a mind-blowing fact. He revealed the town's name is derived from the position of the parish church, St Alphage, which is on a soily hill. It's just <sighs> a town on a muddy mound, a soily hill, Solihull. And a moor would be around yeah. a soily hill. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. It makes even more wow. sense when you say soily hill with a West Midlands accent. Soily hill, soily hill, <laughs> soily hill, soily hill. You can see, so that, you see how it came about, can't you? And it also oh. means that Hull is just a hill. Presumably, I mean, I, I don't know. But uh, oh, John yeah. also added, yeah, John also added that Jasper Carrot lives nearby in the Solihull area. The other man famous for his golden balls, of course, yeah, and uh, staying. Yeah, you could grow on. a carrot on a soily hill. <laughs> you certainly could, <laughs> as his wow, mum did. It's all connected, uh, and staying with 80s comedy, uh, Kirsty Bakes chimed in, saying Solihull was the setting for keeping up appearances. No way. Uh, the, remember that? Yeah, the social climbing sitcom from the 80s. Having looked a bit further into it, though, 
um, Hyacinth Bouquet, Bucket or Bouquet and her brother-in-law Onslow apparently lived just quite vaguely in the West Midlands. There's no confirmation of Solihull. And some of the show was actually filmed in Binley, uh, in the Binley no! area of country. Yes, home of the Mega Chippy. Which, yes. Uh, which we've been obsessed with for years before it went viral on TikTok. Um, so, yeah, the jury is still out on keeping up appearances, but there's a lot going on in Solihull. Comedy connections in the month of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So up the moors, we continue to find out more about Solihull. We do, I really hope we just follow Solly Hello season and you just have to keep finding out <laughs> yeah, facts about Because you used a lot today. There's I know, three or four yeah. Different I've facts still, there. I've still, I've still got more. I was given quite a lot of good stuff. So I'll keep going for a couple of weeks, I reckon. And then we'll have to start looking at the local paper. You've got Solly Hull more. Just a fact on Hull, by the way, Dyson. Yeah. Uh, we've had a message here. Afternoon, Matt. The Hull in Hull is the name of the river which flows into the Humber estuary. The full name of the city is Kingston-upon-Hull, but no-one really knows where the name of the river comes from. Martin. Oh, I did not know that. Kingston-upon-Hull. Well, we're learning know. a lot. I don't think I did that. I just knew it as Hull. I just I always known it as just Hull. Well, maybe the River Hull is named because it sort of flows down Hull or something like that. Yeah. Like downhill. Down maybe, hill. maybe the etymology is still the same. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Oh, my dad also texted me about Solihull, by the way, because he grew oh, up yeah. in Coventry. And he said, if you lived in Solihull, uh, people used to say you didn't have to keep up with the Joneses, you were the Joneses. So Solihull is like the poshest part of the West Midlands we're getting from this research. Is it? If, yeah, if you live in Solihull, so. get in touch with us on eight twelve fifteen and just let us know. You know, are you posh? Maybe you're the most aristocratic listeners we've got. <laughs> Let us know about your wonderful life in, in Solihull. I had no idea it was so affluent. Um, we are no. also talking, of course, about binge creaming. Oh, and, yes, we are. Um, <laughs> Keep the messages coming, because we've really hit on a nerve here. Everyone's talking about it. There are some massive records being achieved. Well, someone here says, I once ate a whole Vianetta. I can't look at them now. It was nearly 40 years ago. I felt sick. <laughs> a whole Vianetta. That is amazing. Um, Harry says, my cousin and I used to go to the Ben and Jerry's Festival, and the record number of ice cream scoops we ate in one day was 21. Oh, that's impressive. And they're very rich, those scoops, aren't wow. they? Very rich, yeah. I hope they call the uh, Ben and Jerry's Festival Glastonbury. <laughs> we are delighted to be joined by Alistair, who messaged us about his dad who ate three Arctic rolls when his freezer broke down. <laughs> Alistair, there's so much I need to ask you about. Firstly, why did he have three Arctic rolls in the freezer in the first place? I, th I think we bought in bulk, you know, back in this was the 70s, so they're on offer, you just bought them and stuck them in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> you also said in your message, Alistair, that he went out harvesting all night. What does that mean? <laughs> Well, we, we, it was a small farm, but he, he'd farmed in Kenya after the war, and he, he used to go and sit in this tractor, you know, one of the old ones with nothing on top, you know, not a cab or anything, in a pair uh. of shorts from, you know, left over from the army, and come in lobster red, you know. He just, you could have, <laughs> mel you could have melted ice cream on him. He was just, he was just an, indestructible, an indestructible bloke. It was amazing, you know. He, he, he did three tours in Wellingtons in the war, which is quite phenomenal in itself. But when he was asked at my sister's wedding, you know, did he know Berlin? He, he judged the mood right and he said, only from the air. Which, wow. <laughs> 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 I know. 
just to bring it back to the Arctic yeah, roll. Sure. Do you remember what he was like afterwards? Was he sort of writhing on the floor? Or did he just take it on the chin and deal with it? This was the thing. The freezer broken down. They had half a side of a cow and all this sort of stuff. And we were, we were, we were eating for England as a family. And, you know, there's three of us sort of kids, 10, 12, that sort of age. And, you know, we'd eat anything. We were polaxed. And when the Arctic rolls turned, oh, we just thought, oh, God, no, no, no. And he just ate them all. You know, then, as I say, went out, got on his tractor and sort of was um, harvesting all night, just wheeling he... or groaning in front of the telly. You know? Did he slice the Arctic rolls up and eat them out of a bowl or did he just hold no, them no, in one hand and just soft. eat them? No, he was slightly soft and it was a dessert spoon. And, well, no, actually, a serving spoon. It was just big yeah, mouthful well. with this wicked look in his eyes. He consumed the thing. <laughs> Alistair, Amazing. he sounds like an incredible man. What an honour this has been to uh, dedicate so much of this show to your father's <laughs> no, Arctic roll fueled harvesting habit. Makes me laugh to remember him. It's, it's been brilliant. Thanks. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson in the middle of a heat wave. Although I'm in Edinburgh and it is a bit cooler than it is. What's it like in Hastings, Dyson? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a sea breeze, so it's not quite as bad, but it, it is pretty damn hot where I am at the moment, I'll tell you that much. No, how I miss the in-studio air con. Oh. <laughs> what, what are you doing to cool down? Just paint a picture for the planet. <laughs> I'm well, in country. Uh, because but... because yeah. the windows are, cl- windows are shut, uh, curtains are closed, so... When like when Foo Fighters on just then, I I walk over to the other side of the room and just stand in front of the fan for about a minute, and that's how I'm cooling down. But I've just sat down and I'm back to sweating again. So yeah, it's it's profuse sweating going on here. What yeah. a lovely image you've all got. Hopefully, you're having a barbecue or you're cooling down somehow. Obviously. One way to cool down is to consume ice cream or ice lollies. And text us on 81215. What is your record consumption of ice cream or ice lollies in a day? Um, I mean, this one's phenomenal. Dave says, I've just finished eating a two-litre tub of Cornish ice cream. Just to put that into perspective, that's almost four pints of ice cream. Imagine you went to a pub and someone gave you four pints of ice cream and you just necked the lot of it. Imagine. What would your mother say? I know, it's just madness, that is. And there's no reason. That's not because of, you know, he just fancied it. He just fancied to have ice cream for lunch and he ate the whole tub. That's re- madness, surely. You know what I find, though? Ice cream is so Moorish. And the best thing to do is just buy mm. one and then get home. Because if you if you buy a box of, say, Cornettos or Ice Lollies yeah, or whatever, yeah, or you buy it. a big tub of Cart Door, the moment you've broken the seal, it's, you, you can't stop thinking about it. Yes, it's hard because you always want more. You, so you end one and then you're constantly thinking about the next one. Another bad thing is is the uh, all-inclusive holiday in the sun as well. Oh. Uh, quite a lot of people get into Liam from Tamworth went to Turkey in 2010. All-inclusive. He said Liam from he, Tamworth went to Turkey in 2010? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, got, it's got a nice ring to it, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he says, it's safe to say I made the most of it, trying all the flavours in the ice cream parlour. I had 14 in just six... <laughs> Six hours. Oh! 14 in six hours is good. That's amazing. Wow. You know what? I would love to look at like a graph of how much was towards the start of that. I reckon he did like yes. 12 in the first four hours and then one scoop in the last yeah, hour each. slows down. I mean, this is this is what life is like for a binge creamer. You know, <laughs> it sounds like Augustus Gloop, but an all-inclusive. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. The Premier League 
a whole new ball game. <laughs> yes. What an advert that was. You know what? They played Edinburgh last night. I was walking down Princeton Street in Edinburgh and they were playing in the Princeton Street Gardens and I walked past just as they were playing that. Really? Simple Minds, amazing. Simple Minds. Yeah. And you could hear, I was like, wow, uh, uh, hairs on my necks today. It was like the Premier oh. League anthem. And talking of which... Mega goals in the Premier League, Dyson. Yes, there certainly are. Arsenal have scored their 1-0 up against Leicester. Gabriel Jesus with his first for the Gunners since signing from Man City in the summer. And Manchester City have also scored. Um, Ilke Gundogan, thank you. Thank you for the air horn. Ilke Gundogan has scored it. Uh, uh, Erling Haaland with the assist for this one. So even oh. when he's not scoring, he's assisting. He and, is. Uh, and and let's climb up the <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Let's climb up the soily hill to Solly Hole. <laughs> because the Moors are one nil up already. The soap opera that is life in the National League. Andrew Dallas with the goal, uh, putting them one nil up against South End. Wow, what a great exotic name. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Imagine being called Andrew Dallas. If you were called that, life would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Andy Dallas. Oh, oh it's got yes. a real ring to it, hasn't it? Um, Hi, I'm Andrew Dallas. Yeah, oh, it's Yeah, what do you do? Keep going. What do you do, Andy Dallas? <laughs> Hi, and I'm Andrew Dallas. I play up front for Solihull Moors, and I live on a soily hill. <laughs> <laughs> that got less glamorous as it went on, and you were found keeping up appearances. <laughs> yes, he loved it. Oh, he loves it. That's all they ever watch in Solihull. Can't get enough. Um, and sorry, Andy Dallas, I know you've got to go because you're currently playing in the National League, but um, just while we got you, What's your record for the most ice cream you've ever eaten in one sitting? I once ate a whole tub of cart door. <laughs> but that's just how us Dallases go about living our lives. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the halftime entertainment. We are delighted to have one of the stars of the Edinburgh Festival with us, Jake Lambert. His show, Liminal, is on at the Pleasance Courtyard at five past seven every night. He's a massive Spurs fan. Jake, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm really good. So, Jake, you're a Spurs fan. We just need to deal with this first and foremost. An amazing result last Saturday. Are you dreaming of winning the Premier League now? Well, no. I was for 24 hours and I watched Erling Haaland play. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> quickly put a stop to that. Um, but you do look good. And I like the new kit with this sort of, um, what would you call it? Lemon trim? Yeah, I don't like it. I what? Just said gone for, I, think, I think it would have been good if it was pink. I don't like it. I don't know, I don't know where that colour's come from. But we, we've had a flash of pink before and Lloris has worn a bit of pink. I just don't know where the green's come from. I know he wears in gold, but I'm not a fan. I mean, you know- obviously, obviously what happens with kits is, they are determined, I think, by how you do in the season. Um, yes, we had, yes. We had that sort of green, strange kit the year we were in the um, Champions League. Mm. And now because of that Ajax game, it's suddenly the kit sold out. No, you can't get that anywhere. But when it first was released, we hated it. So, of course, it depends how the season goes. I'm surprised you don't like that sort of citrus trim. But every time I watch them, I just feel more refreshed. Oh, well, that's lovely. Well, as long mm. as the other team aren't feeling like that. Well, exactly, yeah. Um, so well, you're a Spurs fan, and you supported Michael McIntyre and Romesh on tour. So McIntyre's a Spurs fan, and Romesh is an yeah. Arsenal fan. Did that mean that you preferred supporting McIntyre? 
<laughs> I had a lovely time on both, but of course McIntyre came with the perks that um, a couple of times I've been able to go to, to Tottenham and been able to taste, but I mean a couple of times I've ended up in the chairman's suite. Wow. The, the, the perks have been quite something. And what's it uh, like in there? I'll tell you this, and yeah. I, I, well, one, I can't believe it. I managed to go to the uh, Tottenham Arsenal game. I, I got uh, the call four hours before kickoff, and I w- turned up three minutes before kickoff, and it was unbelievable. I was sat watching the game, and I was so mesmerised, and I walked in, and it all kicked off, and it was amazing. And I was sat there, couldn't believe what was going on, and, I, and then I suddenly realised where I was. So I looked around me, and behind me was um, Lord Sugar, and then. I went to poke the person to my left to tell them, and I looked, and then it was um, Gareth Southgate that sat there, two <gasps> over to my left. What? what Did what you talk to that? Southgate? Um, no, I crumbled. I tried to sort of celebrate with him, but obviously he's got to stay quite neutral. I feel like. <laughs> 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 I think it's quite difficult when I'm punching the air next to him at three 0 You're performing every night at the Edinburgh Festival, five past seven in the Pleasance Courtyard with your new show Correct. Liminal, that's getting rave reviews. Uh, oh, that's very nice. I know it's like a terribly vague question, but are you enjoying the festival so far? <laughs> um, yeah, I am actually. But I'll tell you this: this is going to sound like a terrible, humble brag, but bear with me. Here we go. So the first, the first night, standing ovation. So I know wow. that's just a brag at this point. Unbelievable. Unbelievable start. What has happened every night since is that has not happened. So How do you know? I mean, I don't want to undermine what you're saying because you are exceptionally talented. How do you know they weren't just standing up to leave at the end of the show? Everyone gets a standing ovation at some point. That's true. If we wait long enough, it does come. Man. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Maybe it's because it's now. The first night I was happy to stay there and sort of bask in it, but now I can't wait to get home. So I'm well, leaving. I'm sure now, now that we've mentioned it, everyone's going to come and give you a stand innovation. Jake is on at the Pleasance Courtyard at five past seven every night. He's one of the best comedians in the country. Jake, thank oh, you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you for having me. I hope to see you around soon. Cheers, mate. You Spurs. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. One thing that will not be worn in a first or a second half from now on are Tony Cruz's Adidas football boots. I didn't realise this. He plays for Real Madrid. He's had the same football boots for nine years and finally thrown them out. I mean, Dyson, I just presume footballers got like a new pair of boots every other week. Yeah, pretty much every game. Yeah, yeah, they just go whenever they want one, they're there. But I suppose these were his lucky boots, and I can understand that you want to keep them and you feel comfortable in them. And yeah, it's pretty what it's almost ten years he's had this one pair of Adidas boots. It's amazing. But he must have had them resold us. I bet those boots are like Trigger's broom, like they've had yeah. fifteen new yeah. soles and you yeah. know thirteen new bits of leather on them. I can't Upcycled. believe you could be a professional footballer using them that often for nine years. Yeah. It is a waste of his, probably, he's probably got some sort of sponsorship deal with Adidas. You know, you might as well get a new pair every month, you know. Look at all those opportunities he's wasted by hoarding. And that's what he's been doing, just hoarding these boots for so long. By the end, his toes must have been poking out the end. I mean, imagine the state of the insole. Oh, I know. Foot poking out the bottom. Have you ever withered away? With a pair of shoes where you get the hole in the bottom and you can feel water getting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you want you like them. They're comfortable. They're your favourite shoes. So you 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 don't want to replace them, and you just keep them for as long as possible. Yeah, it's it's not nice. But he has replaced them after eight years. So what are you still hanging on to that you should have got rid of? Maybe it is a pair of shoes. Maybe it's not. I mean, laptops and phones. I just think it's incredible they only last for a few years. 
Uh, and I, right. I, I sort of, Do you I keep your old ones? Not mobiles. Old Nokias? No, no, no. But it, it does feel weird to just chuck away an electrical item, electronic yeah. item, doesn't it? Yeah, it's true. You should hand it back, I suppose, and recycle it or sell it on to someone. Oh, yeah. Goal yes. in the Premier League. It's Matt a Dyson. big one. It's a big one for Leeds. They're 1 0 up at Southampton. Rodrigo, that's two in two for him now. And uh, Leeds have started the season pretty well. I really hate throwing away my old copies of Viz. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've got I mean, a subscription. It's... I just think, oh, I might dip back in for a little. It just yeah, feels so weird. What you to do with them? Yeah. You, that is the textbook hoarder. Chat that is. I mean, really? I don't believe it. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. What if I might need them one day? Like, what are you going to do with them? Do you um, remember great that as fizz it was? show, um, Life of Grime? It was oh, all about yes. 20 years ago. And there's that guy, Mr. Trevers. Do you remember? Mr. Trevers. <laughs> like, basically, it was like this old man who was a hoarder, but oh, it yeah, was becoming him, yeah. a nightmare for his. Um, for his neighbours, so the council got involved, and there's a councilman who kept having to go around. Who's going, Mr. Trevers, Mr. Trevers, up with like court orders, and all he kept saying to me was, kept going, stick it up your whatever the word was. He had a particular nice. word that I almost said it, but I'm not sure if it's yes. uh, pre-water shed. You, you couldn't get into his house, could you? It was like there was like magazines and newspapers everywhere. But like the, you couldn't get into rooms. It was just like the whole house was full. And then he yeah. just slept in the middle of piles of magazines. So it's not quite like that. No. Also, you know, once I've put food in the freezer, it's basically there forever. I've got like some yeah. old uh, lasagna in there from about five years ago. Yeah, yeah. We had an old uh, piece of river trout that we kept in the freezer for about three years. And we only found it when we moved house. Because I think it was, like, it was Katie's, um, Katie's uncle caught it while fishing and gave it to us. So we didn't want to throw it away. Never, it was never going to be eaten, but it stays in the freezer, doesn't it? I think we've asked people this before, but what's the... What's the oldest bit of food you've eaten? I mean, <laughs> having stuck it in the freezer. Because if, it, I mean, if it's frozen, it's basically fine, isn't it? Or am I? Stupid? Well, I don't know. I think isn't there like six months is the maximum it should stay in a freezer for? I think, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Like, how long would you eat pasta if you'd frozen like a penne pasta? How? Mm. What's the what's the what's the longest you can leave it before you zap it and eat it? Well, yeah, I'd say, I'd say six months to be on the safe side. But, Dyson I mean, says an, six months. There must be an official ruling somewhere. lot of intel coming in about how long you can freeze food for. Alana <laughs> in Northern Ireland <laughs> <Yeah>. says meat <laughs> can last a year on the freezer. I guess you mean <laughs> stick yeah, it on presumably, the freezer. Presumably, yeah. Uh, we're also hearing that you can pass the last a month. After that, <gasps> you, have to, you have to eat it. Um, but, yeah. Basically then, pointless, then. Because stick it in the fridge and have it within a couple of days. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's the point of freezing actual pasta anyway? Like, I, you know, I freeze the sauce. You make a nice bolognese, sure. Freeze that. Yeah, that's sure, batch cooking. Sure. I understand it. It's batch cooking. We all do it. But the pasta only takes ten minutes to boil up anyway. So you might as well just make it fresh. Surely. I tell you, there's a specific dish that's in my freezer. And it's when we've ordered it on Deliveroo from a from a local oh, Italian right, restaurant. Okay. Oh, nice. Well, so then you feel that's, bad because you're like, yeah. oh, you paid extra for it, and it's really nice. Yeah. But what we, you're yeah. saying is, and what absolute <laughs> yeah. sources on the ground seem to be saying, is yeah. that that needs to be binned for the sake of my physical health. So when you get back from the Edinburgh Festival next mm. month, you won't be able to eat that delicious treat that you've got in the freezer because it might make you ill. I mean, it's been in there at least a year. <laughs> Not oh, bad. No. 
It, it doesn't sound good, does it? Come on, surely. No, I, I do realise that it sounds bad. I, I, I do understand that. <laughs> but, I mean, people are getting in touch with um, all sorts of details. Tracy says, she had a case exactly like Mr Trevis in her last job. We cleared the garden and there were bits of an entire car in there. I saw six Ooh. rats running around walking up to the path. And then she Ooh. says, you'll find it on your freezer. Six months is the maximum before the quality of frozen food starts to deteriorate. There we go. Yeah, there we the go. Little Six ice... months. Oh, man. <laughs> then she says, if you've just got that little freezer icebox thing at the top of the fridge, that's one month. I'll tell you what, go into oh. your freezer now, have a look, and, and tell us what's the oldest thing in there. What's the thing you've had in there? And tell us what you reckon. Have you got anything in there? I reckon people have got stuff in there that's been in there years, you know, if they've not moved yeah. house. Yeah, we're doing the nation of service. Take it out, text us, tell us what it is, and then throw it in the bin. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. The seance of the living on Rock and Roll Football. Send us your questions and Matt Dyson will summon a spirit through the void to answer them. <laughs> yes, I will indeed. Roy's rants has evolved. Now everyone is welcome at our Ouija board. Well, everyone who he can do an impression of, probably. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so anyway, the first oh, question. <laughs> the first question to the seance of the living comes from Rob on Twitter, who asks... Should we go back to the old days of proper grass with mud patches that was a bit of a leveller if one team was a bit tastier than the other side? Or do we like carpet football that we have now? Am I a purist or am I stuck in a time warp, asks Rob. Is there anybody there? Uh, well, interesting enough, Matt Dyson, you may remember that come Christmas time, even come Matty. September, yeah. entire pitches were complete mud baths and players <laughs> and managers, which sounded a bit like Jonathan Pierce, but uh, <laughs> I think two spirits are getting overlapped here. <laughs> Jonathan Pierce, the mud bath of the September to October fixture schedule. <laughs> Uh, but also Motti here. Interesting enough, you may remember this, the third time in as many years we've had this conversation. The first time was on the eve of the Arsenal-Liverpool game, in which you may remember, you may remember Jurgen Klopp. Uh, but, uh, who is? It doesn't even sound... Hold on. It does, it's fine, it's good. Well, I would bring back the mud bath. It was a great leveller. Does that sound... Oh, yes, oh. it sounds good. I like it. It sounds good. I can picture him now. Sheepskin coat and lip mic. Carry on. Let me just <laughs> channel the force. Hang on. What <laughs> I loved a mud bath. And it was a great leveller. And... Of course, what he did was allow players to leave the theatre of war covered in mud. And I think fans rather like that, Matt Dyson. I think people like to see that players had made an effort. And I think, sadly, today, in the way that football has gone, it's Jonathan Pierce again. <laughs> wow. I think I need Love to work it. on these impressions before we try it again. <laughs> Would have been David Bowie there. Try oh, it again. Wow. So many spirits trying to get in touch today. Well, this <laughs> is the problem with widening the brief. Yeah. Yeah. Literally anyone could come through. <laughs> uh, and it sounds it sounds very much, Matt Dyson, as if anyone has. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna nip to the toilet and have a quick rethink about my life. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Glory hunters. 
on Rock and Roll Football. Oh, big news, Dyson. Oh, not great news for the Soily no. Hill boys. Uh, late equaliser from <sighs> South End, Chris Ray has scored. It's one all with just seven minutes left on the clock. If it's a draw, we still support Solihull Moors next week. Yes. If Southend get a result, we will be swapping to Southend. And goals in the Premier League. <laughs> Loads of them. Uh, Man City have scored a fourth. It's a Jefferson Lerma own goal. That'll learn you, Jefferson <laughs> Lerma. <laughs> Arsenal have scored a fourth. Martinelli has scored. James Madison scored one for Leicester as well. So Arsenal now winning 4-2 in the last minutes there. Uh, big news at Southampton, though. They were 2-0 down at home to Leeds. They've come back with goals from Kyle Walker-Peters and Joe Arabo, a sweet finish from him. And it's now two all at the moment, uh, Joe Arabo with the goal. And, and uh, in, the, in the Championship, um, uh, Rotherham are beating Reading 4-0 and Rangers have got a fourth against St. Johnson in the SPL. It's all going off. Now, we're talking about how long you can free stuff for. I mean, <laughs> brace yourself for this. A few yeah. years ago, the oldest thing in my freezer was Grandad. Oh, I must explain. <laughs> well, this is very important. The, the next sentence is crucial. Granddad was my goldfish. Oh, okay, so slightly better. Yeah. I got him as a child at the fair and he lived for over 21 years. Whoa, that's a long time for one of those carrier bag fish, isn't it? Are you sure it was a goldfish? That's like sharks don't live that long. I so reckon what, that... <laughs> that seems too long, surely, for a goldfish. Says, but why freeze yeah. it? Well, when he died, he was living at my sister's because I was moving house. She rang and said, Grandad had died, what should she do? I said, put him in the freezer and when I move house, I'll bury him in the garden. I collected him, put him in my freezer, moved house, but forgot he was there. Moved house again. And a few years later, at my daughter's first birthday party, my brother-in-law came out and asked why there was a dead goldfish in the freezer. Wow. I had to explain everything at my daughter's first birthday party that then turned into a funeral for Grandad. Oh, what a story. Oh, that's amazing. I hope the police weren't tapping his phone. They would have got very worried with all that chat, wouldn't they? I mean, say what you like about this show, and I'm sure many of you do. I don't think there's another show on the radio that is a, a, a football show getting texts about frozen dead goldfish that lived for 21 years. Amazing. Just unbelievable. How many frozen goldfish have you got in your freezer? Text us now. Someone calling themselves Bucket has been in touch. <laughs> Says, I have a strawberry Mivy ice lolly, which I think is like a strawberry split, isn't it? Yeah, same thing, I think, yeah. Says they have a strawberry Mivy ice lolly from 1976 when we had the last heat wave. Wow. Presumably it's like a memento of that summer, yeah. I don't know. Wow, that's quite amazing, isn't it? I wonder if that's still okay to eat. Maybe buckets in Cumbria can have a try for, or is it bouquet? Maybe it's pronounced bouquet. <laughs> oh, you <genius. laughs> no, to take us back to Solihull oh. where we began. <laughs> well, hopefully, we're still following Solihull next week. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, they're sometimes one all still. They are, so that we would still follow them. Sometimes on this show, we do get texts meant for other people, which is incredible, given that we're just a five-digit phone number. Yeah. Someone's just texted saying. Be home by 6.15. <laughs> so, if, I don't know if that Thanks means that. anything to anyone out there, but just to know, just so that you know, an unnamed person will be back by 6.15. Why would you text Absolute Radio instead of... I don't know. I don't know how it happens, but people do. Absent-mindedly texting, I think it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Hilly says you can put a can of beer in the freezer for 10 minutes. That's quite good if you're using the freezer to quickly chill a drink. Yes. 
But again, you've got to be careful not to... You know what? I once put some bottles of cider in the freezer, forgot, and oh, went no. in the following day and they'd basically burst. Oh, Dangerous. all over the frozen cider all over your freezer. Yeah, it's a defrost situation. It's not good, is it? It um, was terrible. Jason on Twitter says, during lockdown, I ate the middle tier of our wedding cake that we put in there in the freezer for a special occasion. We got married in 2004. Oh, wow. that is, that's a long old cake, that is. 2004, that was like when Rooney was first on the scene for England, when we beat Croatia. Blair was still prime minister. It was a different, this is like, was that pre-Wi-Fi? <laughs> My that God. an amazing piece of cake. Okay, well, the classified football results no longer exist, Dyson. So yeah, so now, yeah, them. sad, isn't it? Sad, so we have to do them, but why, we shouldn't do them, should we, Forty? We should get the outgoing Prime Minister to do them. Oh, yes. I just want you all to know that what I'm about to say is the truth. Uh, it was Aston Villa 7, uh, Everton 5, uh, Arsenal 19. Uh, I mean, are you kidding? Uh, it was Villa 2, Everton 1. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Arsenal 4, Leicester City 2 is a late result. Uh, Brighton who? I mean, uh, nil. Uh, Newcastle, uh, nil. Uh, Manchester City. Yes, 4. Bob Bournemouth. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, Bony Mouth. Uh, they, they, they are. They, they scored zero. Uh, sort of. Uh, and then Southampton leads uh, is two all, but that two is a late result. And our Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, uh, nil, Fulham nil, and of course Brentford, Manchester United uh, kicks off at half life. And uh, Matt Dyson, I, I, I believe it's Nottingham Forest. West Ham tomorrow. Yes, huge game, isn't it, Boris? What are your score predictions? Well, I, I, I don't, you know, as you know, I, I, I think, I, I think taking a Balanced view. Uh, it would be Forest 9, West Ham 0. Rock and roll football. Podcast done. Well, are you a binge creamer? Tweet us <laughs> at RR Football because I get the feeling we've really uncovered something here. I think a lot of government agencies and politicians, are, I don't think they even understand what's going on out there, Dyson. This is going to be the next big health crackdown by the sugar tax people, isn't it? It's going to be, <laughs> the ice creams are going to come with a warning on them, a recommended daily amount of cream. The, the do not binge on it anymore. You know, that's, that's the next stage. Now we've exposed the nation's problem. That when you buy ice cream now, they'll be forced to ask you, are you a binge creamer? <laughs> and are these all for you, sir? Are you sure? Yes, OK. Well, you have to share them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is that for your, is that for personal use? You'd be like yeah, police officers yeah. pulling you over. Yeah. Yeah. Pop the boot, mate. <laughs> this is all for you, is it? You expect me yeah. to believe that? <laughs> well, Dyson, we'll be back. Oh no, you're not here next week. Oh no, no, I'm going away for the weekend. So yeah, oh. I'm going to Camp Bestival, which is now in Shropshire. They got a new one in Shropshire, so I'll be while well, uh, I'll be listening to Fat Boy Slim while you're on air, probably. Uh, you know, Don't with call my me family. Up. Um, <laughs> so if you're at Camp Festival, look out for Dyson. And if you get a photo, you Dyson, this is your challenge. You have to mm. eat as much ice cream as you can while yeah. you're there. <laughs> Great. Camp Festival, you have to get a photo of Dyson eating ice cream. If you see me, just shove an ice cream in my in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what a lo- you know what I like about this is I feel like we've elevated the form. I think we've we've made mm. real highbrow radio and yeah. podcasting today. I don't think anyone's ever talked about this before, you know. Finally, it's out there. We are pioneering. Well, have a great week. Enjoy Camp Festival. Mm. And I'll be back next week with Jake Lambert.